Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge and got This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Sports Illustrated Panthers beat writer Skylar Callahan. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, the Panthers all-time leading rusher, he wasn't here during the intro. He was just saying something about his connection. So I think he might have bounced out to come back in. So he should be in in just a bit. Uh, Welcome to everybody that's in. It's, of course, open mailbag, so you can always comment or give us a hot take on what's going on with the Carolina Panthers uh, as the show is ongoing. Make sure you follow us. Uh, I believe on Twitter uh, for the latest for uh, from us. Uh, I was waiting for Stu to back in. Don't see him anywhere. He'll be he'll be here. <laughs> he'll, he'll be here in just a minute. Um, but yeah, getting into it uh, today. I think this is the week, Skylar, that I actually landed on Bryce Young to be our number one pick. But I don't feel good about it, so I kind of need the help of the audience. I need someone to talk me out of this. Um, and actually, you're probably a good person to, to have talk me out of this because I'm pretty sure you've been on C.J. Stroud this entire process pretty much uh, and hadn't gone that route with Bryce. So we'll, we'll talk about that uh, today. Here comes Stu. There he is. There he is. I thought you, I thought you was doing a little uh, – uh, a little refresh action or something going on. So the grand entrance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk about this Bryce Young thing. It feels like all the pundits have landed on Bryce Young. Uh, and it makes me wonder, have the Panthers leaked something out there to kind of make it, you know, yeah, this is our guy. We kind of want to make sure everybody kind of knows this is our guy. Because uh, there's a contingent of people all of a sudden have popped up that feel like we should deal with Houston, who has the number two pick. But there's a lot of stuff smoke in the air in terms of what you could do with that is it even worth doing that we'll go through all of that stuff too uh again it is open mailbag uh so you can definitely chime in uh ken folk nc we definitely in here um i i wanted to tell you guys too i didn't tell you but uh earlier this week i can't remember what i found it on uh some website i found us believe in panthers is one of the top 25 carolina panther uh podcasts uh, and then i found it again in a top 10 so people are starting to find us uh, and random different lists or whatnot. So we really appreciate everybody doing that. Um, guys, how's your week been so far? As I scramble to look for this uh, this read from Better One. Um, it's been great for me. Uh, you know, just moving to a home with my kids, getting settled in. The weather's nice outside. It is gorgeous outside today. It is fantastic. Yeah, it's been nice. Yeah. Skylar, how you been, man? How you been? Skylar, you've been running around because you also write for West Virginia Athletics. Uh, yeah. They probably got a billion people in the portal right now. And then you also, uh, not only with uh, the Panthers, you also write for the Hornets for SI2. And their season just graciously ended. Um, <laughs> how's, your, yeah. how's your week been? <laughs> it's, it's been crazy, man. Like I, I said, we went to uh, Pittsburgh last week for Pirates opening day, which was fun. Got to watch the Penguins play, too, from my first NHL game. So, uh, that was good with getting back. Like whenever you take those two, three day trips and you're in charge of uh, 
essentially three businesses, it, it kind of gets you behind. So yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, Hornet's been busy. Portland's been busy. Recruiting's been busy. Spring ball's been busy. Like it's just everything at once, and then it all kind of dies down here. And yep. And we're all working for June, pretty much. Working to get to yeah. June, and then uh, we'll take a two-month break, and then we'll all start all over again. But I'm a copy. So uh, quickly, before we get into the, the main debate for today, uh, a word from our sponsors over at Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, baseball, UFC, MMA, and much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores from almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to website head to their website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And again, I wanted to start with this whole Bryce Young has ascended to kind of the, to the top of uh, – uh, odds makers in Vegas in terms of him going first overall. A lot of the pundits, uh, NFL talking heads have all kind of moved this way. I saw Chris Mortensen and a couple others are like, yeah, he's going to be the guy. What do you think has changed uh, or has anything changed in the past like week or so that's made Bryce like it feels like he's almost the de facto number one. Something would have to happen for, for someone else to catch him at this point. And I have no idea what happened to, to push him up that far. Um, Starting with you, Skylar, because again, you were you were on CJ Stroud from the very beginning, and I believe you still are. Um, what do you think has occurred to make uh, Bryce Young all of a sudden the the guy, possibly for Carolina? I mean, I, I think to be quite honest, he may have been the guy from the very beginning. Now we don't know that. There's all these rumors, all these things floating around out there that you know they've been sold on him for a while. There's rumors that they just kind of all kind of came together on him recently. We have no idea. And to be quite honest, we may never know because even on draft night after they announce the pick and they have the press conference, they're going to sit there and say, yeah, we love this guy. And they're not going to say anything bad about the other guys or when that whole separation process began. But I think really the deeper you get into this thing, the more you kind of find out about the player, the more you understand who they are as a person, how they can lead. And you already know the football player. You know what he can do on the field. You see the film. You watch him at Pro Day in the Combine. You know what he can do then. It's all about the stuff behind the doors. Um, and I think, really, Bryce Young, from the very beginning, I mean, you go back to the Combine. Scott Fitterer talked about how mature he was as a freshman when he won the Heisman, how much it kind of stood out to him that he was, like, kind of beyond his years almost in the way he just talked and, and everything like that. So – that, that may have been a little bit of a hint, but I do think that they really took this process very thoroughly. They want to make sure they get this right. They've talked about Anthony Richardson. Uh, they talked to C.J. Stroud, Will Levis. But I think at the end of the day, like we all kind of know, Bryce Young is probably the most talented quarterback of this group, and I've pretty much said that too. But I think the safest pick, as I've said since, I don't know, maybe October is C.J. Stroud because you don't know about the things with Bryce Young in terms of his size and, and, and his, his frame. Um, where that separation began, I, I really don't know. But um, it does seem like everything from what I'm seeing and hearing and probably the same thing you guys can probably can echo is it seems like Bryce Young is kind of the clear favorite at this point in time. Yeah, it, it feels like it. Um, and I keep hearing the whole – 
a denim, you know, with his size. Every time somebody mentions him, it's like, yeah, but his size. And I don't know if that's even going to be that much of a factor as people are saying. Stu, I know you were on the Anthony Richardson train, and I'm pretty sure you still are. Um, how would you feel if the Panthers do select Bryce Young at number <clears> one? <throat> point? You know, I think, you know, to Skyler's point, and I'm going to call myself out right now because, you know, <laughs> I don't play football anymore. So this is all new to me. I feel like, you know, talking about football and talking about players and having opinions. Um, but I think, you know, over time, even just over the last – like I think what month and a half that we've been really kind of diving into all this, you really start to see the separation from head up, you know, from shoulders up, you know, like the separation is that Bryce Young, his football mind, his mind, you know, on a personal level, um, you start to really see, you know, this guy, this guy's mental aspect of the game, this guy's mental approach to life and how he carries himself, you know, that's who you want leading your franchise. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, to my, to, for, to my fault, I feel like, you know, going into this thing, I didn't really know much about Bryson. I didn't really know much about Strap. All I did know is that Anthony Richardson, you know, his stature, his presence, you know, the upside, um, the things that you really focus on as, as far as me as, a, as seeing a player, if I'm a coach and seeing, wow, this, you know, this canvas and the things that I can do with this canvas, that's what I'm excited about. Um, but in terms of, you know, the situation for the Carolina Panthers, you're looking for a franchise quarterback to lead your team next year um Bryce Young you know he has the mind he has the ability um and he's shown you know throughout his career you know high school college that he's a winner um that's all he has done and that's all he has proven to be has proven to do um but the only thing that I still have a problem with is you know what is going to happen when he gets hit. Um, and that's not like a, you know, a, like me just being skeptical about, you know, oh, you're just saying that because he's too small, he can't play football. No, he's proven that he's played football and he's played football very well. But the investment on, you know, a pick, you know, at, at that position in the NFL, like I, I – I'm fearful about him getting hit and then that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the only thing that I'm, I'm fearful of. Uh, but the football mind, man, like when you have a guy in the quarter in, in the, in the in locker room that you can ask questions and he's going to give you an answer when you're in a huddle and he's calling plays and he's delivering, you know, the play calling with, with, uh, you know, with such, you know, of an impact that you're like, man, we're about to go out here and just march down the field. Like, that's the confidence that you want in your quarterback. And I feel like Bryce Young carries that. And he does it through his preparation. And you can see it from afar. Um, clearly, that's what, you know, the scouts have have seen in his preparation for this draft. Um, 
So I think that's the exciting thing about Price Young. And to add, and to, add to that real quick, I think everyone talks about this thing with his height. And I, I, I personally don't have as big of a issue with the height. It's just more so how slim he is, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know because, like I said, I haven't dove into the Bryce Young film deep yet. Like, that's that's for next week. But the one thing I'm going to look for when we do get to that and when we probably put it on here is how he, like, finds windows. Because if if batted balls are an issue, which I don't think they are, it would be a topic of conversation, then, then I don't see what's the issue with his height. To me, it's the frame. But I do have a bone to pick with Adam Schefter, and this is why I'm mad today. Oh, boy. I was wondering yeah. if somebody was going to come in here hot. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. <laughs> so, for years, I, it seems like the draft has kind of lost its luster in terms of the number one pick, right? We we get all excited about it. We hype it up for the first two or three months after the season. Then the closer we get to the draft, it's like all these reports start coming out, and we already know who the number one pick is three weeks before the draft. Let these guys have their moment. Yeah. Like, let the team have their moment. Let the fans have their moment. Let the player have their moment. Let the agent have their moment. Let everyone have their moment. Adam Schefter came on ESPN. I don't know if it was yesterday, day before, whatever. And basically came out and said Bryce Young was either going to visit the Texans or is now not going to. I, I don't know. I think he did end up visiting, but basically said it was a waste of time. Yeah. Because the they and from everything he hears, he's going to the Panthers. And I'm like, what good does that do to, for anybody? Doesn't help us. <laughs> it doesn't help us at all. It doesn't help Carolina. Because even if they were considering a trade back, maybe they just wanted to flip-flop picks to Houston, which, I mean, at the end of the day, who really cares? Because if they want to take Bryce Young, they'll take Bryce Young. But, like, just let these people have – I mean, the Panthers have only had the number one overall pick one time prior to this year. This is like a big to-do. Like, the Panthers are having a, a draft night party for their fans inside Bank of America Stadium. Yep. Everyone wants to go – with this kind of unknown, right? Because it's the anticipation. Like, you know, like, anticipation is everything, right? It's been going on for a while, though, right? I mean, I feel like there was one draft here where, like, it was either ESPN or ABC. They were who, Mel Kiper. Somebody was up there giving the draft pick away right before they would even announce it, like yeah, past well, the first one. Like, I, it may have been the COVID year. It might have been. Sure. It may have been COVID year, but like, it seems like it's been years where we kind of know who that number one guy is going to be. But the years like this in particular where you can make a case for really three guys, just let it go up to draft night. Like, you don't have to be the first guy out there to put a, a freaking report out there just to say, hey, three weeks ago I said it was a waste of time for the Texans to bring in Bryce Young. Like, no, let them have their moment, please. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we're mad. I'm going to tell you why we're mad. I'm mad with you, Scott. I'm tired of people always trying to be the first to just report some stuff. Especially when they're the wrong. wrong. Yeah, half the time they're wrong because they're so fast. Speculation, they're, right? first. they're just trying to be first. And then and then we live in a society now where it's like you can be wrong because people will forget about it 24 hours later. Like, they'll completely forget you were or, wrong. <laughs> about and you also have these people out there who will, like, okay, back in October, they, they loved, you know, C.J. Stroud, and then come around to January, February, they love Anthony Richardson. And then two weeks before the draft, it's, oh, it's Bryce Young. Bryce Young's the, the QB one in the draft. He's the Panthers pick. Like, stick with your guy. Like, yeah. 
I've been I on like, you've been on CJ Stroud from the, the get-go. Yeah, and <laughs> I like I, I like Anthony Richardson. And you've been on Anthony Richardson pretty much for the past couple of months. Like I've been the only one that's been like, I don't know about a lot of them, but I keep coming back to Bryce. And for me, uh I kind of I kind of settled on the Steph Curry comparison, like when Steph Curry was coming out of college, because some of the same things they're saying about Bryce, they were saying about Steph, that his body frame, it's too thin. He's not going to be able to make it in the NBA. Uh, not a very good passer. Not a strong finisher around the rim. Needs to work on his handle. Like little stuff like that. Now you look back on it, and it's like, okay, he's a two-time league MVP, the only unanimous MVP in league history literally broke the game like he literally yeah. changed the way basketball is played globally like sometimes you got to take a chance on a guy that doesn't necessarily fit uh into that puzzle piece but could be his old puzzles his own puzzle himself and i think that might be bryce young uh the way that yeah. people talk about him and what i've seen from him he's got kind of a i don't want to say i don't want to mention Mahomes, but when i watch him sometimes it's like some of the stuff he's doing it's like you've never really seen it before, I guess. And that's kind of Mahomish. Did I just make up a word? Mahomish? Mahomish. 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 It's kind of it's kind of Mahomish what he's doing. There's one play um that I keep seeing on Twitter. I can't remember who it was against, but he's basically in the grasp in the pocket. And he kind of runs down the line of scrimmage, just running out of the grasp with like three or four like defensive linemen. He curls around to like the right side of the line and just throws it down the field to this dude that's wide open with two dudes like trailing behind him for a touchdown. And it was because of him moving around on that play. I'm not worried too much about him taking a hit. I mean, that to me, I'd be worried about any quarterback taking a hit in the NFL. Like, I mean, it doesn't really matter your size. I mean, we saw Cam Newton was a freak of nature in terms of his size and he got banged up a lot because of just his playing well, style. I think uh, Cam, Cam, Cam was taking hits that nobody, not just anybody can take. I, yeah, I, and they weren't calling him as if he was a quarterback, too. That's another yeah, discussion for another he, day. He, he <laughs> was getting, like, it was like trucks hitting him. Like, they were giving think, everything they had. <laughs> I bet he's still thinking about that uh, 2016 season opener versus Denver where they just refused to call anything. Uh, yeah. It's just nuts. And they're, they're not going to referee Bryce Young that way. They'll, in a way, I almost feel like the refs will referee him differently because of his size. So it's almost yeah. like it'll we help hope. him. Yeah, we, so hope. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> it's just like the NBA or even college basketball. Like you see these guys that you have a random seven-foot, 240-pound big guy at some ACC school, and they're in the tournament playing against – a team that's like a 12 or 13 seed and that their biggest guy is like six, five, like obviously he's going to get called for some stuff just because of his size. And that's kind of the same thing with camp, but I mean, to, to go back to Bryce real quick and CJ, really the, the thing that I noticed with CJ during his film that really didn't stand out to me was he wasn't as sharp off script like Bryce Young is. Improvisation. We saw when the picture is clear and when he's standing in the pocket, I mean, he can move a little bit. We did see a little bit of that. But for the most part, he is a pocket passer that can run or that can do things with his legs. But when it comes to off script, Bryce Young is not even in the same stratosphere as some of these other guys. Like, he is clearly the best quarterback. So, So here's my question then, because I was trying to think about it. Uh, yeah, Frank Wright's been successful as a head coach in the league, and he's been around quarterbacks as a quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator. When has he had the opportunity to draft a quarterback 
that he that he wants like like this like there's nothing above you nothing to change the board you get to choose from the whole buffet which one of these guys do you want has it not, not, had a, a chance not a lot of not a lot of coaches have had that chance right yeah yeah like i mean like rivera got a chance to come in from the very top and John has got a go. you know uh matt rule didn't get that opportunity he they kind of patchworked it with uh with free agents and kind of bridge quarterbacks i guess you could say but this he's coming in a situation where he can he can pick that guy. That's why it's so important for him to pick the right guy. I guess my question is, say they don't pick Bryce and they pick C.J. Stroud, are we going to have buyer's remorse after the fact when we see Bryce go to Houston and light it up in the AFC South all of a sudden? We're like, well, we got a better O-line than them. We got a better run game. Than we got more stuff. We could have just dropped him in here and, and even worse, NFC South and had immediate success. Like, I feel like I'm more worried about missing out on Bryce than I am missing out on C.J. Like, I don't think so because, like, CJ, like, yes, they're, they're both going to be good quarterbacks, I think. It's, but I think Bryce will have a better chance to have a, a more successful career in Carolina than he will in Houston because of the pieces he has around him, the coaching staff, everything like that. You will have to worry about him taking as many hits maybe just because the offensive line is so much better than right. Houston. Yeah. But CJ, like, I, I, I like, again, I still think he's, like, right there. Like, he's yeah. not very far behind. So I think yeah, he's just okay with that. I think I think the quarterback situation, like the Carolina, whatever quarterback is picked, if they're picked by the Carolina Panthers, they're gonna be fine. They they have the yeah, exactly. yeah. they have the best chances of being yeah. successful with the Carolina Panthers than any of the teams that teams that are up for a quarterback right now. You probably want um, to go there, right? If you're like, if you're a quarterback, you want to go yeah. play for the even Henry Hooker is probably there. sitting there thinking, like, can I? Is there a way I can climb up the normal? <laughs> 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 like, if, if you go to like Matt Rule's first year, this is the biggest. We just talked about the patchwork and all that stuff. If he would have done this year one, like Frank Reich would have, or maybe pushed for it, like we know about the whole roster controls, you know, talk. Had he took a quarterback in year one and still signed T- Teddy Bridgewater, it may have made things a little bit easier for him with the fan base, may have made things a little bit easier with him in terms of the on-field product, and who knows what could have happened. But, you know, maybe they traded up into that top three. I think that was the Justin Herbert draft. If they ta- if they dra- uh Leapfrog. Yeah. There were a couple of uh, Los I'm Angeles. Looking, I'm about to pull up a list right now of the quarterbacks that came out. In, what was it? 2020. Yeah, 2020. I believe it was Herbert and Tua went right before Carolina. Yep. If they just jumped up and made that move, then maybe they have Justin Herbert. They and everything different, but who knows? I, I remember specifically looking at it, thinking, "Go draft Jalen Hurts." Like when that was going on, because he's in that class, and I was like, "That." That wouldn't be bad to have there and sit for a little bit while you while you got Teddy Bridgewater there, and then you you give it over to Jalen. And I don't even think they even thought about uh, getting him here. Hold on, I'm trying to. I'll pull it up right here. Okay, so yeah, in that class, there was uh, was actually a pretty good quarterback class. Uh, looking back on it in hindsight, uh, I didn't expect it to to look like this, but uh, that class had, of course, Justin Herbert, Tua Tagovailoa from Miami. Uh, who's not a big quarterback himself. Uh, he's he's kind of small in stature, but and he's going through some injury uh, things. Hopefully he'll be fine. Jalen, Jalen Hurts just made it to the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Uh, Justin Herbert for the Los Angeles Chargers. Joe Burrow. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I got a question for y'all. Listen, listen to me. I'm gonna put this all in perspective for everybody because this is where my gut lies. And this is the reason why I like Anthony Richardson. And this is the reason why I like Anthony Richardson for the Carolina Panthers. So we have Andy Dalton, right? We have Dalton. He's proven that he can win games, right? Can lead the locker room. He's not a me guy. He's the perfect guy to be in that locker room in this time in history for Carolina Panthers. You just pulled up that list, right? Mm -hmm. Where does CJ Stroud, Bryce Young rank in that list? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, on this list, they have your ranking. No, so like go back, go back in time, and your excitement level for Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts. Go back in time and put C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young in that list, and your excitement level. Where where are they? Be honest. I I'll be honest. Like I I did I was not high on Justin Herbert coming out of Oregon. Like. And I know yeah, that may either been, actually, yeah. Like, like coming out, like I did not see it. He kind of had a little Josh Allen kind of feel about him when he came out, the inaccuracy issues, but he surprised me, and I was dead wrong on him. Joe Burrow to me was the slam dunk number one pick. Like you couldn't go wrong with that. After right. that, I didn't really care for Herbert. I didn't really care for Tua. I still don't care for Tua. Hmm. I would probably put Bryce Young number two or C.J. Stroud, number two, and then Herbert, Tua. See, I, I might put Bryce Young at two behind Burrow just for – if we're going off of what we've seen, like, again, like they've all said that the tape is the thing that matters the most, not the combine, not them running around in their underwear or going out to dinner or any of that stuff. It's about what have they done in live action. And Bryce compares very favorably to Joe Burrow in terms of what he's done in two years as a starter at Alabama. He threw for 48 touchdowns or whatever, like two years ago. And what, what, did, what did Bryce do against Georgia? That's I, I, I truly don't know. Cause that's something. Yeah. Actually, you know what? We could actually compare that. Cause well, he played him. Times he played him three times, four times in two years. Two uh, or three times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me, I'll pull that up too. Cause they both played Georgia. That's the thing too. That's kind of bothering me a bit. Now I feel like CJ Stroud, is getting amplified because of that last game he played versus Georgia instead of looking at his entire plate where we're looking at the entire plate for Bryce Young. And it's I think maybe that's why it's elevating Bryce a little bit because I think people are coming around to the whole, well, that was one shot. That was one game. Like, what about the other games where, Skylar, you said there's nothing that stands out on tape where he's just having a really bad game, I guess. Or was that Bryce? I think you did. Was it? <laughs> was it? What, yeah, was Bryce the one that hadn't played bad, and CJ had a few that were not bad, but just not great games. CJ never really had a bad bad game. The only one he can maybe make a case for is Northwestern, but the weather was crap in that one. So, I mean, I, I don't really think of anything like that. I mean, to me, I guess to remain consistent, I would probably have CJ Stroud as number two behind Burrow, and then Bryce. But I, again, that's like two A, two B. I think. Some people chiming in here. Seaball says, the one thing I don't like about Bryce Young is that when he puts his head down, he has a hard time finding his receivers once he looks up again. Uh, that's They can coach that out of him. Uh, between Josh McCown, Thomas Brown, Jim Caldwell, Frank I'm, I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. Every time I go through this list <laughs> of coaches, I'm just like, you got this guy, that guy, this guy, that guy. Like, yeah. It's kind of whoever lands here at quarterback is going to be in the perfect position to grow. And I feel like Bryce might have it more up here in terms of, uh, processing time 
then, then maybe CJ. I might be wrong on that. I don't know, but it feels like that's what's happening right now. Um, I, I will say this: this did just pop up uh, right when we went live. Uh, Pro Football Talk over at NBC Sports was reporting about how our, how uh, the Bears GM Ryan Poles uh, detailed the Panthers' aggressive approach to trading up to number one. This just dropped at like ten in the morning. Uh, Ryan Poles says the Panthers were eager from the get go to move up to the number one overall pick. That's why the trade got done as quickly as it did. Uh, he was on the Bears' 1920 football drive show and mentioned that the Panthers made no secret that they want their franchise quarterback and want him in this draft. Poles is quoted as saying, I knew from the jump that they were a team that really wanted their quarterback. They wanted to control the draft. That meant a lot to them. They got in front of early at the combine, had a good relationship with their general manager, Scott Fitter, and felt like at the time it was best to close on the deal when we did instead of dragging it out. Poles said the Panthers weren't the only team interested in moving up to number one, but they made the most aggressive offer two first round picks, two second round picks and wide receiver DJ Moore, who the bears really wanted. Um, That's interesting that it feels like when Frank Wright came in for his interview, that was part of that so-called plan that he came in with. Like, look, we need a franchise quarterback. We need to draft one. This is a draft that's got three or four guys in it. I really like such and such. If we can make a deal to move up, this is what we can do. And in the meantime, we can fill in these holes right here and here, keep our picks they're doing it all with everything that they're saying. I think it just comes down now to who did they like in the very beginning to move up to one in the first place? That, that's what it feels like. Like, was it Bryce? Was it CJ? I would think it was Bryce because Bryce is the one that won the Heisman. Bryce is the one that the games that Bryce Young lost in the past two seasons, like two total. And they were to Georgia, I think. Well, no, last year they lost a couple. Um, they were injury uh, riddled last year, too. I, it just feels like it's price. And I, I, I don't want to be the Knicks. I don't want to be the New York Knicks where to this day, they still regret not drafting Steph Curry. And they drafted, uh, what was the dude's name? He was a guard. He, I don't even think he's playing anymore. Uh, what's the name? You, they drafted, what's the McCall? What's, what's his name? Got that old boy over there. And, and now he's not in the league anymore. And Steph is still Steph Curry. Like I, I'm more scared of missing out on that because that's the most, Panthers thing that could happen for us to have a generational talent there and we overthink it and, and decide to go the safe route and, and take Stroud instead of the guy that can put people in your seats and to actually win games on his own. Can Bryce win? Who who would you who would you trust to win Oof. on his own? Oof. Right, CJ, like right now. Because that's really what it comes down to for me. CJ had an opportunity to do it, but his kicker just didn't didn't hit that field goal. Uh, this could be a whole different conversation if Ohio State beat Georgia. Like CJ probably would be the number one guy in the clubhouse just off of what have you done for me lately? You know, um, who would you trust in that right now, right today, April thirteenth? I trust that? Bryce. I, I trust Bryce over Stroud. I mean, I'm gonna have a little bias just because. I haven't done the Yeah, But you know where my heart is. My heart is with Anthony Richardson. I'm gonna circle around AR here because he's still kind of because he can he can if you're talking about a guy that can take that could potentially There's just so take over again. Unknown. It's so unknown with him though. The potential of his uh, the potential of his ability. This man has an arm, can run over you, has proven that he can adapt. Within a game, which means, like, imp- you want to talk about improvising? Like, this is the guy. This is a guy that can have the ability to improvise on a whole different level. Okay, Did you take him at one though. Man, listen, you got Dalton. Man, look, 
I'm looking at, I don't know, I'm looking at this from a whole different aspect of the draft. Like, people will say, oh, you draft the number one guy, he's going to come and he's going to be the star. Jalen Hurts was not the number one draft pick. Second round, yeah. Second, second round. Yep. And he sat and then he played. I like that notion. And so, like, so, do you, oh, so you mean like, 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 what, like, what if, what if, what if other teams are thinking that, thinking that same way? What if times are changing? What if the number one pick is not actually the route you go for the number one pick being a quarterback? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm just, just throwing it out there. I think it'd be a like, lot easier if Arizona was a QB needy team. Because if that was the case, you could maybe swap with them. I mean, obviously, they would. Probably- All right. Would you want Kyle Murray or would you want Bryce Young? Oh, I would want Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah. But, absolutely. But if they did <laughs> Murray and they really wanted a number, like the, the top guy in this draft, you could swap with them. Maybe they throw DeAndre Hopkins in the deal or something. Oof. And you can get your quarterback. But I mean, that's obviously all hypothetical, but yeah. <laughs> you just threw out a you just threw out a bag. You just threw out a bag, boy. Man, next thing you know, we're gonna have one of the memes up on Instagram. I'm talking about uh, trade projections. And- Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated. Kind of. I would be fine with drafting Anthony Richardson. I just don't think I'd want him at one. Like, if they wanted to trade back down, like, with, say, Seattle at five, I could, I'd could, i be okay getting AR at five as long as we're picking back up another first. You know, I think Seattle has another first. Don't they? I just don't want no other team to really have Anthony Richardson because we're going to see <laughs> Anthony Richardson. And look, look, if, if Pete Carroll had Anthony Richardson, oh, That's Lord. what I'm saying. I feel like that's where he's going to go. I feel like it's going to be <laughs> Either Seattle or, or Indy. Seattle Indy will be where he ends up. They're not going to be drafting this high again for a, a long time. Yeah, because Seattle's not first round picks. So I mean, you, you can afford to do that. And I and I think the reason why I'm saying like, if Arizona wasn't a QB or, or didn't have their QB already, be, then that that would help the Panthers out tremendously if they wanted to trade back because you know Houston's going quarterback. Arizona, they're definitely not. They can trade back. You got teams like Seattle, Detroit, Las Vegas, Atlanta. All those teams could come up and get a quarterback. You can't fall to four. The Arizona is not going to go up to one. So obviously, that would make it so much easier if they could just trade down to three, and then you could take AR. But I, I just don't see a way, unless they just say the heck with it, we're taking them at one, that they're going to get Anthony Richardson. They don't feel like they're built that way. Like this coaching staff doesn't feel like they're built like that to, to to take a chance on 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 a quarterback that potentially has all the tools but hasn't shown them all yet I mean, Bryce has shown them all but he's had limitations taking, with his size I guess you're taking the data, the data is you're taking equally big as a chance on Bryce Young just because of his size yeah yeah because if he <laughs> takes that first shot in week four and he's done you only paid him for four weeks. <laughs> so, and I think like this is my hope. I hope that Bryce Young is the Steph Curry of the NFL. 
I hope he goes out there and just proves everyone and shuts everyone up about his size and like opens a whole new door. We can start seeing five nine. Well, we see five nine quarterbacks in high school right now. You know, they usually get moved over by the time they get to college to like wide receiver. You're talking about, high, but you're talking about high school, right? We're talking about like the difference between college and NFL, especially on the defensive side of the ball, is savviness, right? Like the savviness of and, and the intellect of. Man, how can I disrupt this play? They're passing the ball, not getting to the quarterback, but how can I be disruptive? That's the difference in this in, in, from college to the NFL. Your mental. Okay. Think, think, of, think, think about think about Peanut Timlin, right? Peanut Timlin, the peanut punch, right? Yeah. Uh, look, like you keep running this ball this way, I'm gonna make sure that you come over here tending, so that you so that way you're not coming over here running me over, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll punch the ball out. Like, so next time you come here, you're going to be thinking twice, and you're not just going to be coming over here delivering blows. The same goes for a receiver. Like, oh, you want to keep throwing to the receiver? Yeah, he'll make the catch on this curl route or whatever it is, but psh, I'm coming in, I'm punching it out. <laughs> I'm coming in, I'm punching it out. So, like, it's the sadness, right? Like, other ways to be disruptive. And so that's where I think, you know, Bryce Young, the batting down of the passes at the NFL level, that happens more because guys are like guys are being taught to be that savvy. Hey, you're not getting to the quarterback. So put your hands up. Like make another make a play another way. Okay. Um, so there's other things that the other elements that people aren't realizing the difference, you know, that guys are gonna have to encounter when saying to the league that they're gonna have to deal with. Yeah, and, and I and I meant more along the lines of um, Steph changing like how how all levels of basketball are being played. Like I see it in high school where now guys are coming across half court and jacking threes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. That's the Steph Curry effect. Maybe Bryce Young changes how we view quarterback recruiting going forward if this works out. If they pick them, I mean, maybe yeah, right. just guys that are six feet and taller. Maybe they start yeah. with smaller guys that get forced to move out of position once they go higher into college and then into the pros, uh, where they might have been just fine at quarterback. And maybe you have to kind of build around them to make sure you get the most out of them. A lot of comments flooding in uh, from Believe in Panther fans. Tyler King, I like Anthony Richardson because of his size. He reminds me of Cam Newton. I think Carolina should go AR 15. We've said it on this show before. It's cool to compare. He's not Cam Newton, though. Like, I don't want people to think that if we draft him, that they're getting a clone of Cam Newton. Cam was no. doing stuff that I honestly have not seen since Cam was doing it in his prime. Like this, it's not exactly the same. He could potentially be that same type of quarterback, but he won't. I don't he think the feeling is Cam Newton. Like that's probably the best way to put it. Be an Anthony Richardson. Yeah, be your own. <laughs> don't be Cam. Like be, be they are. Um, <laughs> the beauty of they are though is that like, I mean, if he does live up to this ungodly potential that he has. He could, he could, like, I, I hate to say this, but like, he could be better than Cam Newton because of, like, we just never seen this before. Like, Almost like a Lamar but, Jackson type situation. But he could also be, I, I, I don't want to get Jamar Trussell, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> he could be a guy that never even sniffs being a franchise quarterback, too. That, there's two ends of the spectrum. He's yeah. going to fall somewhere in between that. I mean, yeah. Tyler Huntley can do some of the stuff that Anthony Richardson's doing. Like, I don't want to get too carried away with the, the good stuff and not look at the bad stuff with AR. Cam Cam's season at Florida was just different. Like, they 
he willed that team to wins. Like he willed them to a national championship. That team had no business winning a national championship, to be honest. If you take him yeah, Auburn. Yeah, the, the, if you take him off that roster, yeah, the year before and the year after, they're not Auburn championship contention. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was Cam Newton and the rest of them that came along with him. That's different than you know throwing fifty percent on a Saturday yeah. versus Northwestern or, or or you know South Carolina or whatever. You know what Anthony Richardson's potential is like? Honestly, is Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson rolled up into one? Imagine that. <laughs> that's. Mm. What does that I mean? mean? <laughs> like that's that's like a video game character, isn't it? That's 05 yeah. Michael Vick, hey, Madden 05. If he if he brushes up his passing game to the point where he's like Mahomes level good, and you already you already got the running part down. He's a different style runner than Lamar, but if you wrap that into one, that's that's could be his potential. We've never yeah. we've never seen that. And that's the and that's the thing. Now, did the Panthers? I don't think the Panthers even had dinner with Anthony Richardson, did they? I think they only had it with Stroud and with they, uh, with Young. They caught up with him. I don't think they had dinner, but they caught up with him after his It's because Anthony Richardson's on a diet, so <laughs> we're well, wasting our money. He don't he don't he don't he don't eat he don't eat, he don't eat out. He eat at the house. <laughs> I think that's that uh, I'm pretty sure they've narrowed it down to two. And honestly, I think they already had one going into it, and they were like, convince me otherwise. And I think after yeah. this whole process, they've kind of landed on Young. If Young is going around telling people that, that for all from what he's hearing, he's going to the Panthers, I would think they told him something, uh, you know, get ready to come to Charlotte or something to that effect. Um, I, I will say uh, Dallas Thedell says, I love you guys, but I don't like comparing basketball players to football players. Basketball players are not getting tackled. I wasn't comparing, like, the physical nature of the of the two sports. I'm talking more along the lines of, changing the sport like being the catalyst that changes how that sport is played and that i think you can compare uh steph to pat mahomes or i mean that comparison was already out there anyway that they're i will i will say that there you can't compare the physicality to a certain extent but basketball game if you go if you go watch a basketball game you go down there and get close enough you'll see how physical it actually is Mm because those guys in that paint Boy, you get it ain't, out of the way. It ain't even like <laughs> it was. It ain't even like it was like in the nineties. Like uh-huh, the Bulls yeah. won. I mean, it was like football, like down in there. Yeah, like, the the yeah everything's all spaced out now. So elbowing <laughs> people on the hips, like yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of a parallel. That's a great point, Stu, because that's a good parallel to what's happening in the NFL. Like it's not the same NFL as it was fifteen years ago, where you could mm-hmm. you could rush and sickle somebody in the secondary and maybe not even yeah. get a rough and, a rough and call or whatever. They're more protected now, so. Defenders have to think more about where they're hitting the quarterback to. So maybe we should take that into account. They're not just out there ripping off heads anymore. If this was if this was nineteen eighty five and they had to play the eighty five Bears, yeah, I'm fear for Bryce Young's life. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't think he's gonna make it out this game. But you could argue that the Panthers already have a guy that could change the the way of how football is played, and that's Brian Burns. Like mm. you go back to when he came out of Florida State, everyone was like. Yeah, I see the potential, but he's very, very thin. He's very, very, you know, slim, not really filled out. Like, can he actually get put his hand in the dirt and win? And, like, I think we're kind of molding to that style of defense now where you're going to see edge rushers be kind of his build. Because if you can have a guy that fast and that that athletic, those six foot four, six foot five, 300 pound rush ends are going to start to dwindle down. Those, they're they're going to become more interior guys. I mean, it's all going to depend on what scheme you run, but 
still, I think you're going to see more guys like Brian Burns be valued higher than they used to be. I wouldn't mind the Panthers grabbing uh, a, a kid that I've covered here uh, in this area in high school. He went to West Forsyth up here, uh, played at Clemson, KJ Henry, um, defensive end, fits that description of what you just said, uh, Skyler. Uh, he'd probably be a mid-round pick, fourth, fifth round, but keep an eye on that and that name. He's from Clemens here in North Carolina. It's about an hour away from Charlotte. Um, I think his dad coached at UNC Charlotte. Uh, so keep an, uh, keep an eye on that name. That might be somebody in the later rounds that could pop up. Mattson Adams says, I think Barno could be opposite Burns and edge rush rusher. Remember 250 uh, pounds, 4.36 on the 40, top five speed defensive end, 20 years for real as far as measurables. I remember some of that stuff coming out last year at the combine and then them drafting him. We didn't really see him a whole lot last year, but a lot of that could just be chalked up to the the flux of uh, coaches in, coaches out. You don't know who's doing what. Like they, had, they they basically shifted everything midseason, so maybe he kind of got lost in the shuffle. I don't know. What was it, like a sixth round, seventh round pick like last year, year before? Who was it? Barno? Uh, sixth, yeah. Sixth round. I don't know if you can really depend on that. Uh, going forward, I honestly think they're going to go after a pass rusher in this draft early, probably second round, third round, depending on what falls to them on the board. I think that's when Scott Fitter is really going to come into play and and work his fitty magic. Um, real quick before we get out of here, though, I'll run through some of the stuff that's open mail back here on Believe in Panthers. Um, what did, uh, uh, Jay Stu just made a good point. Do you want a guy with a higher floor but low ceiling or a low floor but higher ceiling? I want to go with a high ceiling, and his floor is his ceiling. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's was, a difference between. So you, so you just want the top. You just want a skyscraper. Straight up. Difference <laughs> <laughs> between Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, and Jared Goff. That's not a knock on Jared Goff. Jared Goff is a good quarterback, but it's just a different level. Like <laughs> getting the Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I don't even know if Josh Allen is there yet. Like, he got a lot of praise last year, but when it really counted, yeah, Josh is Josh Allen really a top tier quarterback? Yet? Like, I feel like he's kind of on the verge. He and Justin Herbert both are like in the same category. I mean, Justin Herbert's got a little less experience, but like, at some point those those two dudes are gonna have to do something. I think Josh Allen's problem is he he is a little hard headed. Like in a sense of like <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like like going through progressions, right? Like like I think he he battles like making the right decisions sometimes. The so. uh Tyler King says, other than quarterback, what positions should the Panthers look for uh with their round two pick? I, I, I would like defensive end, but um I mean at some point they're gonna have to to replace JJ Jansen, right? I mean the long snapper? <laughs> he's been no, out JJ, JJ Jan- Listen, JJ Jansen could play until he's probably like, yeah. he could yeah. probably play until like he's 45, bro. That, that's his plan. I think he's, he said he was going to play like at least another three or four years if, if the team Man, wants that, to be there. So. Is that the easiest job on the football team, Stu? The long snapper? Like, because I'm trying to think of what else he does. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it's, it, long snapping is, there's a lot that goes into it, man. Like, think about it. You have to be spot on every single time. Like, no matter the weather, like you, it's like you have to throw the dart in the middle every time. Otherwise, and it's really the same spot too. 
Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not an easy job, bro. <laughs> but I will say, I will say, as far as the the measures of, you know, like injuries and stuff that you come to contact, like a running back, you can he's hit every play. He's out there like eight times, <laughs> like the whole game, if, if he's lucky. Yeah. Like, man, shout out to JJ, man, for holding it down. From oh, that's still Zoo, yeah. Longest yeah, Longest yeah, Panther. Um, all, and then uh, we'll end it on this. C-Ball says, all is said. I think all of the uh, Bryce Young chatters to try to get a trade out of Houston. I think CJ is the guy. They could have just traded with Houston to begin with <laughs> if, they, if they really what wanted to get it. Like, the more I think about, like, what are you truly going to get moving down a spot? Like, is Houston going to give up a future first? Like, for what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, just, we just sat here and talked about how these two quarterbacks are so similar. Like, are they – there's no separation enough to give up an extra one to move up one spot. Is there? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. you're talking probably day two picks at best. And I, again, I don't know if you get multiple, like do you get a two and a three or do you just get a two and a four and a five? Like, I mean, I have no idea what you would get. That That's a really good question I, that I would love to know. I don't. I don't think Carolina's trading out of this. They went in with the intention of having the the board, and they they can only do that if they're still at one when draft night comes around. They're not trading this pick. Like, don't get cute. Don't get cute. Yeah, don't get cute. Just, Just go in there with the plan you had. Don't listen to anybody and and execute. You're doing fantastic right now. Like we are very proud of you. Like this is the again. I've been doing this Believe in Panthers podcast since 2020. We have not had happy days <laughs> on this podcast over the whole regime previously into hiring frank wright things are starting to look up finally don't mess this up don't, don't oh, happy day. Just, oh, just, happy we're day. almost there we just just oh, get the draft night, get, job, oh, get the training camp day. and then oh, set Jesus up for you. Like, i'm gonna be so Jesus upset if we finish six and ten when this or seven and ten when this is over with <laughs> We got to get out of here. Um, Amen. <laughs> next week, uh, I think we're going to have some video. We did it last week with CJ Stroud. Next week, we'll have video on Bryce Young. So we can kind of make maybe a final decision because the draft is going to be what? The week after, Ooh. right? Yeah. So it might be the last show we have before the draft right. comes on. So. Yeah. So we'll get all that in. It'll be a little later on in the week, probably around the same time on Thursday next week uh, in the morning. So you got it to watch during lunchtime. Um, definitely check it out. Oh, I need to also mention, if you want more Panthers content, go check out the Fans First Sports Network. I am currently executive producing a brand new Panthers channel. It's called the Keep Pounding Podcast Network. There are two new shows there right now. Another one drops later on today. It was an interview with Bradley Bozeman, so definitely go check that out. Uh, good stuff from the Four Man Rush. A lot of Panther content creators that you guys all know from Twitter have joined on there, so you can definitely go. Just search Keep Pounding Podcast Network on any major uh, podcast platform, you'll be able to get to the action there. We got to get out of here for Jonathan Stewart, Skylar Callahan. I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been watching and listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast on Believe Podcast Networks, brought to you by betonline.ag. Go get your welcome bonus. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.